Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. It is week 16. It is Christmas Eve. I am feeling very ill. I am feeling very festive and I'm feeling ready to tip plenty of winners. I'm with Ross and I'm at Temple Marsh. Ross, how are you doing? Uh, very same, very similar to you. I think you can probably tell <laughs> as a listener, I think we're both a little bit nasally if it's sinusy at the moment. Uh, yeah, the flu has pretty much taken everyone this week. But uh, yeah, festive as well, Christmas Eve. Um, and Christmas football, can't beat it, can you? Can't beat Christmas football. It's landed on a Saturday and Sunday this year. Uh, we've got a whole weekend of festive, festivities in the football uh, variety, haven't we? It is, yeah. It is one of my favourite weekends. It is, uh, you finish your Christmas dinner, you just stick it on. The rest of your family's falling asleep. You can just revel in the, the NFL and see the night out. <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit of a shame the games they pick for Christmas Day, but we'll get to that yes. <laughs> later yeah. on in the podcast. Uh, we'll start with Saturday. That is a little bit of a shame, but yeah, it's still great. Just add yeah. it on. Perfect background, isn't it? Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Now let's recap on last week. Incredibly annoyingly, I blanked yet again, which I promise you will not happen again this week. But Ross, you had three winners. Yeah, back to it, back to it. I was really happy with that. Three winners last week, if I just recap those. Uh, Travis Kelsey didn't get in for me, which was a real shame. Uh, back that at four to five. I really thought Kelsey had a real chance there. Uh, didn't manage to get in the end zone for me, but Sprite Lions, they beat the Jets evens. Loved that pick all week long. I'm going against Zach Wilson every time, I'm sorry. And yeah. what's happened this week has only proved it further. Uh, the Chargers covered against the Tennessee Titans. Very, very happy with that one. And the kind of the, my longest shot of the week, the Broncos with a point and a half and under 39 and a half points against the Cardinals just landed. They got the line just. near enough spot on. Um, there was 39 points in the game. So we just got that one in at six to four, but really nice two point win there as well. So yeah, nice six, seven points of profit again. Um, let's build on it. Let's build on it. Let's create some more. Uh, this is festive weekend. Um, you're kicking off. For the Saturday games, today's games, um, as we're recording this, Seahawks Chiefs, you'll cut first, don't you? Yeah, I'll blitz through these, obviously. Games today, so let's absolutely race through these. And I'm going Seahawks at Chiefs, back in Jerry McKinnon, anytime touchdown, you can get that at six to four. Now, Kansas City's backfield is tough to predict, but I really like McKinnon as of late. In his last three games, he's got five touchdowns. And if you look at his last two, back-to-back braces and back-to-back 100-plus scrimmage yards. He saw a 19.5% target share in the last game. And over his last six, he's had a 15% target share, which... If you're seeing that sort of usage in a Patrick Mahomes-led offense, you've got to love it. To sweeten the pot further, McKinnon is serving as Kansas's goal line back. In his last three games, he's seen five goal line carries. Compare that to a fellow running back, Isaiah Pacheco. He only has one. And you look at who they're playing, the Seahawks, only the Houston Texans have allowed more yards and more touchdowns to running backs. Seahawks have allowed 17 touchdowns to running backs. Don't need to add too much here. It's just a really great spot for McKinnon. I think they're going to use him a lot as they run the score up. And yeah, I really like a touchdown here at six to four. Yeah, really nice price out of six to four. As you say, he's been he's been the buzz player, hasn't he, for a couple of weeks. So there's no reason why they don't keep going there. Andy Reid likes his bread butter, doesn't he? Uh, and then that's pretty much where they're at with McKinnon, I think. Um, Definitely. I mean, I may as well move to my next one. Speaking of the worst backfield so obviously mm. Seahawks are the second worst the worst is the Houston Texans and I am all in on Derek Henry here earlier this year I tipped an 11-4 winner with Derek Henry in this exact matchup and it's only right to go again with Henry I'm just going to quickly read out his last four games against the Texans 
219 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 250 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 212 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and 211 rushing yards, three touchdowns. He loves playing against the Texans. It's an insane record. It's insane. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No team in the NFL this year has allowed more yards and more touchdowns to the Houston Texans. It's just such a plus matchup. He himself is coming off back-to-back 100-plus-yard rushing performances with a touchdown in both. I'm tipping exactly that to happen. 100-plus rushing yards and a touchdown. You can get that at 5-4. to four. I'm going big on 200-plus rushing yards and two touchdowns at 22-1, to one, which I really like. And obviously... Ryan Tannehill snuck off for a very secret ankle surgery, which mm. apparently he'll be back for week 18, which I'm pretty confused by. I don't get how that's going to happen. But that means Malik Willis. And the this exact matchup earlier this year in week eight, this is the setting that we had for it. It was Malik Willis. He yeah. threw for 55 yards. This was all about Derrick Henry. And I see no reason why they're not going to trust him again and absolutely dominate on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I love that. I mean... Look at the trends. Look at the trends. You can't, you cannot knock it. I mean, that four game run is just remarkable. I don't think anybody back has ever done that against a team uh, in the history of the NFL. Why not do it five times? And as you say, the fact that it's Willis, not Tannehill as well, it just makes perfect, perfect sense. That one. Um, Shall I throw my first pick of the week down? Yeah, Um, yeah, Saturday game. Yeah, I'm looking at Bengals Patriots. uh, It's in the six o'clock window. I believe it's the Sky Sports game for the UK viewers as well. Uh, I don't think it should be, but it is. Yeah, I'm going to straight up Bengals uh, giving three points. I can't believe the spread is only three points, to be honest, in this game. I, I think it should be way, way, way higher. Um, Patriots lost three, they lost four. And crucially, the way they lost last Sunday is, I mean, that's going to be a play remembered for years and years and years to come. Um, as a Colts fan, I'm particularly happy about it because the Colts famously had the worst play in NFL history. That might have been... Eclipse now, which could compromise us throw to Chandler Jones. It was <laughs> quite something, but it's, that's quite the black eye on the New England Patriots. And morale was sinking a little bit anyway in that team. And I just don't see how they're going to recover from that one quickly. I, I really, really don't. They, they seem dead in the water, if I'm honest. Whereas you look at the Bengals, I mean, hottest team in the league potentially getting up there. Yeah. They're, they're up there. Uh, they've won six in a row. They've covered in all those six. In fact, the record against the spread is incredible. Um, they've covered in 11 of the last 12 games. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals, they're on quite a hot streak. Joe Burrow is, I mean, he's definitely, he's in that top three conversation. He might even be top two. He's that good as a quarterback. He's superb. Jamar Chase has been doing Jamar Chase things. T Higgins getting well involved as well. I'm not sure who's going to stop them at the moment. I really don't. It may take them all the way and maybe they'll hit a defense like one you're very familiar with. Yes. In the Super Bowl, who knows? That <laughs> that that could be the match. That's not an unrealistic matchup at this point. It's going to take a serious, serious defence to stop this Bengals team. The Patriots don't have that defence. Uh, I don't think they've got no momentum at all. I think this is a home run. I can't believe it's only minus three. I'd take the Bengals. I'd take the Bengals minus six in this game, to be honest, but I'll take minus three at 10 to 11. I think it's just extremely nice. Yeah, Mac Jones looks lost and mm. he's really regressed, which... Probably down to Matt Patricia being the offensive coordinator. Obviously. It's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation for a young quarterback. Yeah, famously defensive-minded. When he was a head coach, he was a very defensive-minded coach. Always been a defensive coordinator. Yeah, when you've got a guy like that running the offense, it's it's not great. It's not a good situation. Uh, big changes needed in the Patriots next season. I think even whispers of Cliff Kingsbury going in as OC and things like that. If he leaves the Cardinals, I've seen. 
Um, yeah, big changes needed. It's not going to happen this week, though. So I'd definitely take the Bengals minus three. Yeah, no, really like that. That is a great shout. I'll move on to my last pick for Saturday, and that is at the New Orleans Saints at Cleveland Browns. I'm back in Jawan Johnson to score a touchdown at five to one, which I can't really believe. He's been why excellent the price this year. Is so big. Yeah, the emergence has been huge. He's really broke out this year. Since week seven, basically, he scored seven touchdown in seven touchdowns in his last seven games, and he had a brace last time out against the Falcons. The chemistry is clear to see with Andy Dalton. He leads the team in red zone targets since week seven. And last week he had the most reception or targets and receptions. And then what I really don't get why the price is so big is Chris Alave. He's now ruled out for this game. So you're looking at Rashid Shahid, who is a deep threat. Juwan Johnson and Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry has not been able to get going this year. So Juwan yeah. Johnson should be the top target in this game. I really, really like his chances. It is worth, obviously... Throwing in the weather, there is heavy snow expected in Cleveland. There is an Arctic storm expected across the entirety of America, <laughs> which <laughs> isn't great. But I just don't understand. I mean, his redstone prowess is hard to turn down at five to one. I, just, I don't get why the price is so big, and I really, really like this. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that price myself. That's a real, real, real good find, a real good sleeper pick this week. I'll be all over that one. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, five to one is madness. I'd, I'd suggest as well, because... That's going to take money. Uh, obviously, we are on Saturday morning now recording this. This will be out Saturday afternoon. Um, take that one early, I would suggest, because yeah. that price that price isn't going to hang around, is it, when the money starts coming? So, yeah, definitely take that one probably early than all the rest of the picks, uh, for being honest. Um, okay, Sunday. Let's talk about Christmas Day. Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. <laughs> Christmas Day football. Uh, we kick off with the Packers and the Dolphins, and we both got a pick in this game uh, involving receivers. Um, so I'll go first with the Dolphins side of the equation. I'll never play like that again. Bad performance from myself last night. I'll be better. That is what Tyreek Hill tweeted after their three-point loss at the Buffalo Bills last week. Now, it wasn't his best day ever by any means. It wasn't maybe up to his standards. That's a hell of a tweet to put out after 69 yards and a touchdown when you've spent yeah. the whole game avoiding snowballs from <laughs> the Buffalo fans who are just absolute maniacs. It wasn't a bad performance, and yet he felt the need to put out a tweet like that. God help the Green Bay Packers defence, is what I'm thinking. Um, the back in Miami, yes, the storm's coming, but if anywhere's going to avoid the storm, it'll be Miami, Florida. Um, yeah, I'm going 100 yards on touchdown uh, for Tyreek Hill in this game. You can get it. Uh, it's currently boosted across a couple uh, of bookmakes on a sky, but I've got a 3-to-1 boost. I think you can get 3-to-1 at about 365 as well. 100 yards on touchdown, 3-to-1. I can't believe that price, to be honest. Um, he scored in his last three. Um, he's the second most productive receiver in the league behind Justin Jefferson. He's averaging 109 yards per game despite the 69 yards last week. This feels like an absolute home run to me. Um, the Packers... There is the caveat in this one. If you actually look at the stats, they actually give up fewer receiving cards than anyone in the league, which is remarkable, really. You wouldn't expect that of the Packers. But interestingly enough, they actually, I mean, QBs playing the Packers complete 66% of their passes. They're pretty much almost top 10 um, in terms of completion rate. It, it, it kind of fits perfectly with what the Dolphins do because two is not putting it deep. Two is not putting huge three, 400-yard games on you anyway. That's not what he does. But what he is very good at, if the defense allows it, and clearly the Packers are allowing a high completion rate, is throwing the ball five yards to Tyreek Hill and letting him go for 50. That's what that's what they do. Tyreek Hill's the best in the league 
at taking those short yard situations yeah. and turning them into long yard situations because he's just so damn quick. Um, I like him to rip a few off in this game. Um, the Packers, regardless of the yardage, they've given up 19 receiving touchdowns this year. That's plenty. That is plenty. Well, I've won a game, obviously. Um, yeah, I really like Tyreek Hill to have, quote unquote, a bounce back game. He doesn't need a bounce back game, but he's viewing it like a bounce back game. And I think three to one from Tough 100 and a touchdown and basically just stay on trend for what he's been doing the last month or so. Anyway, um, I really like, I really like um, Tyreek Hill to have a, have a big, big day on Christmas yeah, yeah. Day. That's good value. I think this game is going to have a lot of points. I don't really understand how, but the Packers are still in the playoff race and they need to win. And the Dolphins, equally the same. They need to win. They're flirting with not making the playoffs at all, which is a shock given their start to the season. Yeah, it's a big pile-up, especially on the AFC side now, isn't there? So, so yeah, some teams are going to miss out and they'll remember what happened a year ago where they got also so close. So yeah, need to pick yeah. it up. Speaking of receivers, Tyreek Hill, I'm going for the Packers, one of the most electric playmakers in the NFL, and that is Christian Watson. I mean, from out of nowhere, mm. he's got eight touchdowns in his last five games. And you just look at last week on the Packers' final drive, if he ran the right route, he would have had another, well, been wide open for another touchdown. I, I don't really get how he has become this red zone prowess he's Aaron Rodgers favorite target since week 10 he leads the Packers in targets and he also had three red zone targets last week it's just a really great spot for Watson Miami's conceding 25 points per game that is the sixth most in the NFL and the Packers over the last three weeks have averaged over 28 points per game Dolphins specifically to wide receivers are given up over 2,200 yards. That's the ninth most in the NFL. And like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I'm back in Watson for an anytime touchdown at 13 to 8. And then I think there really is a good chance for Watson to score a brace, which you can get at 10 to 1, which is a really nice price. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like, that. I like the idea of points in this game. As I say, the weather, this is probably one of the few games it won't necessarily touch. Um, yeah, you make a great case. It's interesting, the Watson thing, isn't it? It's just, is this just spite from Rodgers? And he's just going, yeah. oh, this is what happened if you'd done this four years ago and drafted me a receiver. Look, look yeah. what I can do with this young receiver. Um, yeah, he, he is that spiteful. He's also oh, Sharon Rodgers, that might be what it is, but it's working for him. Uh, it's working for us, uh, especially if you get in the end zone. This week, I like that a lot. So the two playmakers in that game, look out for that. That should be, that should be quite a fun one, in fairness, Packers and Dolphins. What won't be fun... I'll, no. I'll, I'll level with you. Um, is the Broncos and the Rams at half past nine? Um, <laughs> it's it'll be on. I'll have it on the TV. I won't be paying much attention if I'm honest. Beyond tracking this pick because this could be an all timer uh, of a bad game. Uh, I think it's the third worst team, the fourth worst team in the NFL at the moment. Maybe second, third. I, I forget, but they're right down there in the bottom five, regardless. I'm going very similar to last week, uh, what I said at the top of the show, where the Broncos played the Cardinals. Um, you mentioned to me uh, during the week that they were in the no-bet list. They were in the no-bet list. No, I don't care I'll... anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Well, they've won for me now. Yeah, I think yeah. if, if you win, I went for it because the Russell Wilson Broncos were on the no-bet list, and then they won for me. I don't care that he's back this week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I couldn't not... I couldn't not take the value of this game. But one week only, they're off no better list. I'm going Broncos minus one and a half to beat the Rams and crucially under 36 and a half total match points. That's a very low line. It's a very low line. Um, it was 39 and a half last week when it won. Obviously, 39 points were scored. I think this game's even worse, though. This game is even 
worse. They're the two lowest scoring offences in the league facing off. They combine for 32 points a game. So that 36 and a half all of a sudden isn't so scary when you look at it in those terms. Pretty much 15 and 16 points uh, averaged all season, these two teams. And I'm just going to go for Denver to try to win the game in a tight affair, clearly, on the basis that the defence is just better. They, they concede about five points fewer than the Rams on average this season. The defence will be slightly better. I mean, it's just been an all-timer of a bad season for the Rams coming off Super Bowl win. It's been disastrous. Worst Super Bowl team, Super Bowl winning team ever. Officially. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely disgraceful. Uh, disgraceful, really. I mean, for Sean McVay to, be, to have put this team where he has, it's it's pretty grim. Uh, it's pretty grim. It's not going to get any better week week sixteen. That's for sure. The Broncos, I say, Wilson. Wilson did start putting something together before the injury. Uh, he yeah. did start to look a little bit better. He's certainly not the most Wilson of old. But start to look a little bit better. So I think he can be competent enough to get them over the line this game. And they've, they've made a play out of Marlon Mack all of a sudden. Uh, after like two, a year, two years in the wilderness, yeah, yeah. it's interesting as a, as, as a Colts fan to see that. Um, I need him for fantasy implications this week as well. So I hope he has, I hope he has a good day. Um, but yeah, unders in this game. Broncos to win a tight. We can get it about nine to four as well, which is quite a nice price. Yeah, uh, really similar to basically the exact same setup last week, yeah. effectively with the Cardinals and... Baker Mayfield's had his moment. He had that crazy TNF performance, the 98-yard comeback. It's yeah. it's over. He looked awful last week, and this is an even better defence now. So, yeah, this looks really strong. Yeah, do not – I mean, this could be a, a 13-9 game or something like that. I, that. I mean, I've checked a lot of like, the pundit predictions of this game. It, most aren't going over 30 points. <laughs> yeah. Predictions, it really is one of those. Watch it. It'll be on. Christmas Day, but watch it for the purpose of following our tip. Do not watch the game go enjoyment levels because you won't find many. You won't find many. Um, no, no, definitely not. And yeah, I mean, I think I think let's leave it there. Let's even save ourselves of editing an outro. It is Christmas Eve. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> end it here. <laughs> I mean, Ross, you do the honors. You see us out. I will do. You do it right. You've saved me a job. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening once again. Uh, 15, 16 weeks through the year. Now you've listened. We really do appreciate it. We hope you've been getting on board as well. We're about 20 points of profit between us. We're doing a, we're doing a heck of a job, really. We're doing, we're doing pretty well this season. So hope you've been on the train and continue to stay on the train. Um, yeah, I hope you've listened to this straight away. Hope you've listened to this in time for the Saturday games. But if not, uh, enjoy Sunday as well. Uh, yeah, enjoy the football. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas, all.